you're probably familiar with the four basic types of musical instruments, strings, woodwinds, brass, and percussion. However, is it possible to have an instrument that doesn't fit into any one of those families? In the early 20th century, Russian inventor Leon Theremin came up with an instrument that doesn't fit into any musical family and doesn't sound or play like any other instrument. Learn about the theremin, the world's first electronic instrument, on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. I briefly tried playing an instrument when I was in grade school. I had a trumpet, and I was horrible. Like, really, really bad. I wonder how good I could have become, however, if I had Skillshare. Skillshare has hundreds of online courses to teach you music. Everything from music theory to specific lessons in instruments like piano, saxophone, drums, and even the trumpet. With Skillshare Premium Membership, you can have unlimited access to everything for as low as $8.25 per month. Go to everything-everywhere.com slash Skillshare to get a free two-week trial of Skillshare Premium Membership, or just click on the link in the show notes. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that there is no other instrument that is even remotely like the theremin. The theremin is an electrical instrument, but it isn't like an electric guitar or a keyboard synthesizer, which were both invented later. The instrument consists of two antennas. One is vertical and one is horizontal. One hand moves in and out from the vertical antenna to control pitch. and The other hand moves up and down from the horizontal antenna to control volume. 
That sounds really simple, but many people consider the theremin to be the hardest musical instrument in the world to master. The primary difficulty is that you don't touch anything. Your hands float in midair, and you don't have keys, valves, or strings that limit where you can put your fingers to guide what you're playing. The sound of a theremin can only be described as unique. Here is a short clip of German theremin soloist Carolina Eck performing the scales. The development of the theremin came about from Soviet research into proximity sensors. They were trying to develop ways to sense objects using electromagnetic waves without physical contact. One of the researchers was named Lev Sergeyevich Terman, or, as he is known in the West, Leon Theremin. Theremin had developed what was a very rudimentary motion detector. When something was placed in the proximity of an antenna, it would change an electrical signal. His boss told him to find other uses for the tool, so he added circuitry to make an audio tone. After doing that, he realized that the pitch of the sound would change based on how close he was to the antenna. Having learned the cello at a young age, he played around with it to see if he could make different notes to play something. In October 1920, he called in his colleagues and some students to demonstrate his invention, which was originally dubbed the Etherphone and later the Theremin Vox. It was the world's first electronic instrument. The first song ever played on the theremin in that first demonstration was The Swan by Camille Saint-Saëns. The Swan has been compared for theremin players as to what Stairway to Heaven is for guitar players. It's one of the first things that everyone learns. He eventually added a second antenna to control volume, and in November 1920, he gave his first public performance. The new instrument was a hit with the Soviet hierarchy. Theremin even gave a demonstration to Lenin, who loved it. He was sent out on a lengthy tour to promote the new instrument and to secure patents in major capitalist countries. The Soviets saw this as a way to make money off of the capitalists. At the end of 1927, he found his way to New York. There he was granted a patent for the instrument, performed at the New York Philharmonic, granted manufacturing rights to RCA, and renamed the device the Theremin. Theremin decided to stay in the United States, where he started a laboratory and began working on perfecting the theremin and creating other electronic musical instruments. It was in New York that he met another Soviet exile, Clara Rockmore. She was a violin prodigy who had developed tendonitis in her elbow, which caused her to give up the violin. However, when she met Theremin, she took to the instrument immediately and became the first major Theremin virtuoso. Here is a short clip of her playing the swan. The 1930s were the golden age for the theremin. There were concerts at venues like Carnegie Hall that were all electronic instruments. Composers were writing music expressly for the theremin. Clara Rockmore went on a nationwide tour performing the theremin in concert halls. Theremin himself worked with the short-lived American Negro Ballet Company, where he met and married the prima ballerina Lavina Williams. As she was black, it caused an uproar in social circles in New York, but the couple remained together. That was until 1938, when Theremin simply disappeared. He had made a call to his wife to indicate that some Russian men had broken into their apartment and then wasn't heard from again for 30 years. He wound up back in Russia, probably abducted by NKVD agents, put on a ship, and ended up working in Soviet prison camps. He did return to America just before his death in 1993. After World War II, the popularity of the Theremin dropped dramatically. 
Its primary use was as sound effects for 1950s science fiction movies. If you've heard a theremin, you've probably heard it in this context, and you might not have even known that it was an actual musical instrument. Here's a very short clip of a 1950s sci-fi use of the theremin. In the 1950s, a young electrician named Robert Moog began building theremins in high school and eventually sold kits for people to make at home. If his name sounds familiar, it's because Robert Moog was the inventor of the Moog synthesizer, the world's first electronic synthesizer keyboard. The Moog Corporation is still the world's premier producer of theremins today. In the 1960s, there was a bit of a rediscovery of the theremin. The Beach Boys used a similar instrument called an electrotheremin on their song Good Vibrations. Led Zeppelin used a theremin on the songs Whole Lot of Love and No Quarter. Jimmy Page would often play a theremin on stage during concerts. In 1993, a documentary titled Theremin, an Electronic Odyssey, resulted in a brief resurgence in the popularity of the instrument. Today, there's a very small but passionate theremin community. You can easily find music on YouTube from theremin instructors and soloists. There are some works which, while not written for theremin, lend themselves exceptionally well. In particular, works that were originally written for female voice. Songs such as The Theme to Once Upon a Time in the West, The Diva's Dance from the movie The Fifth Element, or The Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd have lent themselves to excellent interpretations on the theremin. There are a few professional theremin players in the world who will occasionally work with symphony orchestras to showcase the instrument. If you're interested in the theremin, you can buy a simple build-your-own kit for as little as $30. A higher quality, more elaborate Moog Clarivox theremin will run you about $1,500. So, if you do choose to pick up the theremin, you'll be playing one of the most unique and one of the most difficult instruments in the world. Executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is James Makala. The associate producer is Thor Thompson. Remember to leave a five-star review to get your review read on the show. They can be left at Apple Podcasts, Podcast Republic, or wherever you listen to the show. Also, you can help support the show over at Patreon.com. Patrons can get merchandise like t-shirts and hoodies, as well as having direct access to provide suggestions for future episodes. Mm -hmm.